Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. <laughs> we are the Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with... Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And we have some exciting guests, our first guest ever. So excited. So excited about (laughs) because they are two of the coolest people. Um, So if you guys want to introduce yourself and let everyone know who you are. (laughs) Um, So I'm Charlie and I run the Facetune social media. And I am Kalina and I am a talent manager who works with all of the Facetune talent, and I work with Charlie on all things Bravo World. <laughs> and you're leaving out how you're super fans of Bravo, in case people don't oh, know Oh, of course. Oh, the biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, which discovering that was amazing, because obviously we know how much Bravo people love Facetune, <laughs> and it's yeah. a storyline sometimes <laughs> even, which was probably, did that like absolutely floor you when it was mentioned um on housewives it i think i like messaged kalina like i think i messaged her or she messaged me and we both just started screaming and i was like okay what do we do now like what do we do <laughs> um but it was just one of those moments it happened on vanderpump this past year and also salt lake city and just mm-hmm. both times i was just like holy shit <laughs> Yeah, we are always like on the lookout for a mention if like a reunion's happening, if something we're like, there's a chance that they're gonna talk about the face tune of it all. So we are always on the lookout. Who do you think is the biggest culprit of using Facetune? Current housewife or um like or um get one for both. Because I have a guess for past housewife. Same. Gretchen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone's thinking it. <laughs> we all know. Who literally deletes her nose from photos because who yes. needs a nose? And her child's face. She she photoshopped. <laughs> she facetunes her child. We we don't recommend that. But <laughs> um, and current housewife that's not on pause. Maybe. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think who's the biggest culprit. I think Erica does. Erica, Lisa, that duo. Yeah, mm-hmm. or LVP too has definitely, but she's she's a past. Right now, she's just like running her little empire. Yeah, in yeah. West Hollywood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say the the Rita Erica crew. Yes, are probably it's the women of Beverly Hills. They're definitely like using the most. Not our New York ladies, though, which is something Sue and I often discuss of how... The new ones or the old ones? Well, I guess I don't know the new ones enough, but yeah. the old ones, you yes. know, Dor- Dorinda's not out here face-tuning herself. She is... Or Bethany. <laughs> no, Bethany's yeah. very... Bethany's real. We know that. So real. She's so real. being real. So real. Yeah. We know this. 
Well, I feel like Ramona's had some times though. Oh yeah. True, true. But she for the most part, not not too bad. Yeah, and Sonia's also been really good. Mm. They're the most like I don't know. We love our New York ladies, so yes. I can only only speak to them. But I feel like we can dive right into the reunion, which it is still considered because it's season two a watch what happens live special. It's not considered its own separate reunion. Yeah. Um, and I love that Andy starts off and says it was seven hours of taping. Now that's laughable. Yeah, <laughs> like seven hours. That would be a short day now. I just, I wrote, I was like, do you think Andy longs for this day? Like, <laughs> only seven hours? <laughs> it also felt so, does. it felt so green. It felt just like very like low budget, very mm-hmm. like beginning of the, this world kind of. But he keeps saying it like it was a record length. It was historic, like housewives history. And I was like, you've been doing it for like four minutes. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea what's about to be happening over the next years. Exactly. I looked it up and this was the first time it was ever a two-part special. Because the only other one that had been out was OC. And it wasn't until OC's, I think, fourth season that their reunion became a two-part special. So this this was, in a sense, historic. Seven hours, two parts. Yeah. Um, and now they're hours. like 17 parts behind the scenes. <laughs> it never ends. They give us everything. That's what it was so crazy to see, like how much the reunions have grown and changed from yeah. back then. Andy's hair, I took note oh, of. Really? Yes. Andy. Yes. Also, uh, he has lines on his forehead, which he doesn't anymore. <laughs> That's the face tune and everything else. <laughs> so, um, so the setup of the reunion, because I like to paint the picture. Of course. So on couch one, from farthest to Andy to closest is Alex, Kelly, and Ramona. And then couch two, closest to Andy, Jill, Bethany, and Luann. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as we go through, it's going to be interesting to see how many times Ramona sat next to Andy. Because I feel like she was always in that seat. Andy always talks about like how the women fight for who's going to sit next to him. And I feel like the New York women really started that because they're yeah. very into like who sits where and like their rankings kind of as like who's Andy's favorite. Yeah, definitely, like, room assignments, Andy assignments, very important to Roni. Yes. And you know Ramona wants that seat. And Ramona was in her signature Ramona blue, and everyone was in, like, nice gowns. She's a reunion just, like, treasure, because she gives such great moments during reunions, and, like, this one really was just, like, okay, yeah. Agree. I my note said that all the outfits are not bad and they didn't age poorly. Yeah. Like no one was yeah. dressed horribly. Like I could have seen they were okay. They weren't like outstanding yeah. fashion, but it was nothing where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, in the way that like I think of like <laughs> what Salt Lake will look like in like a few years, right. you know? Yeah. It was terrible then, so I can't imagine in five, ten years how we'll think. But also be like I also took note of like the lighting. The lighting was also very dark, very mm-hmm. dim. It gave off Maybe this is just like a crossover. It gave off very much like season one RuPaul's Drag Race, like filter <laughs> vibes. Yes. So like, it just felt very different than what we're used to seeing now. Like the bright lights and the sets that they built that are so extravagant. And I was just like, okay, this feels very different. It feels more like intimate and romantic kind of in a way. So like also the lighting on the dresses looked just really, really nice, honestly. Agreed. Like, yeah. Really classy. I did also make note of the thin eyebrows of the times. <laughs> that was very much a thing. Who had the thinnest? I don't think I made that note. <laughs> they were all, I was like, okay, we've come a long way. We're good. We're good. I have seen that that trend is coming back and I cannot, like, go, I will not. go for it, Gen Z. You'll regret it, I promise you. No. <laughs> Don't recommend. Not hopping on that trend ever. Now, I do think, so the location, it was filmed at the Cipriani on Wall Street, mm-hmm. and I've actually been to an event there, and it is a stunning oh, yeah. venue, and I, I don't know if they, like, did it enough justice with the way they decorated it. Like, 
it, it didn't almost need the decoration, I feel like, that they ended up doing, but they probably had to do it for sound purposes because it's like this massive, huge room. So it was yeah. like an interesting choice they did it there. Sue and I have an obsession with locations in New York of where they filmed everything <laughs> i know probably i was like more people with our talk of that <laughs> i was so excited because i was like i used to work right by there and i walked past <laughs> it like all the time because i used to work right by where the girl stands in front of the bull that like statue by wall street yes. um when i worked for some e-cards i actually worked in a we work down there uh which i don't even want to know how expensive that was uh for the price that they paid me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it's a beautiful space. And it, I agree. I was like, what is this bird cage they have them in? It's a really weird set. Yeah. Odd, odd. I think season one, it was at the Russian Tea Room, right? For the reunion? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we get right into it of Andy going right into Jill's boobs um, and pointing <laughs> out that she got a reduction and a lift. And my favorite clip of this is that Ramona goes, oh, I saw her boobs last week. They look fantastic. Which I just really am just picturing Ramona and Jill hanging out and her just like flashing her tits to her. Um, yeah, Bethany's <laughs> like, she's showing everyone. She showed my doorman. <laughs> I love that. It does great just like Jill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sue's Jill is, is quite good. And I also feel it is very much led to like Ramona does always show up when people are sick. Like, it did not surprise me mm. that she would go see Jill recovering from breast surgery. Because we saw that, like, that's, like, the one redeeming quality that she always seems to come through on. <laughs> when people are sick, Ramona shows up. As Vicky would say, she's a friend that would bring a casserole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yes>. From OC. <laughs> yeah, um, we won't see any casseroles on Legacy, so. I doubt it. Definitely yeah. doubt that. Yeah, that is. That doesn't doesn't seem it. Um, and then we find out Bethany also got her boobs lifted as well. Yes. Yes. A long oh, yes. time ago. But it was like, Andy referred to it as the green bikini episode. And no. I was like, that's a thing? I did not. Like, apparently I it blew up the internet. <laughs> not social. Heard, yeah, when injury. he said that, I didn't know what he was talking about. Nope. I didn't remember her in a, in a bathing suit. I know there was the shot of her in the pool talking shit about Kelly to Jill. But I didn't remember the bikini of it all. Yeah, no. You might not have been looking at her tits, so that's probably why. <laughs> I am very straight. <laughs> but I did find it funny. Andy, of all people, was like, let's talk about your boobs. Well, he right. also prefaces it with, like, everybody's in the news, like Jill's tits. It was just like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then he was on to Bethany, which, okay, this killed me because I don't remember that there was ever rumors of A-Rod and Bethany dating. I don't either. I didn't either. And I was like, wow, A-Rod has really been swirling around the Bravo universe for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like yes, the- so like he went from like Bethany to like J-Lo, like. <laughs> yeah, like he was, and he was like, that's when he was actually playing too. Right. Like, he was like a big name. And I was like, they... I need to look up some articles, see if there's any photos of them together dating. I really don't remember this. Yeah, I don't either. And then she threw out the, like, playing the field. And I was like, oh, are they they really a thing? Like, is he the one? So we have to, I need to look more into this too. Because I was, did not remember that. And they didn't need to beep his name out either. Like they had to do at the Southern Charm reunion. Right. And they were like, famous MLB ex- player who dated a famous like <laughs> like all the context clues this was just he just straight up said a-rod so it must have been I- i'm gonna find a photo oh, and i will post it when we air this i will have yes. to find something on it but can you also see if anybody actually called it b-rod or if that was just bethany trying to make that happen yeah <laughs> oh my god she's like oh the whole that. b-rod thing and i was like oh you wish but yep. maybe it did happen and we no, all that just was a scratch <laughs> um they also mentioned her bestseller um and jill is so like proud of bethany i just love how she's just like it's on the new york times bestseller list <laughs> like she's so excited it's so cute yeah it was before the rest of like her like empire so it was very much like she was so excited and proud of this moment and then through the seasons we see her getting like oh yeah that's just another thing and it was like no this was a big moment for her oh it was he she was she was just on the come up it was all just starting to happen for her and who knew 
<laughs> we certainly did not. I mean, I can see so often like why there was so much jealousy and problems between the women because when you all start on a franchise all together and then you see Bethany getting covers and books and it's not happening for you, of course you're like, well, why'd they pick her and not me? Like that that yeah. makes complete sense why it happened. I think it's happened on literally every show of anyone who starts as friends by season three or four yeah the demise of of the friendship and it's only it mostly with the ogs because it's like oh we started this together you would think we would be like equal yeah, yeah i think that's why vicky always has such a hard time with like so many of the ladies and she's like i started this i am the og of the oc and like so many women have just like like gone off and done like really big things and she's like she hasn't had like one of those like Bethany moments, kind of. Yeah, or even like like a Jacqueline and Teresa. They right. lasted a few seasons. We came in as friends. Or I think the only ones who almost had it, but then they stayed together was Stephanie and Brandy on Dallas. Yep. Because they had that like they someone had got some opportunity. She didn't. They had their fight. They seemed to some. They're like the only ones who overcame it. I feel like. Right. Because <laughs> it was Dallas, so no one actually cared that much about either. <laughs> 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 who remembers dallas it was a fever uh, dream yeah. <laughs> um but yeah definitely definitely a fever dream uh and so last episode sue and i were discussing how episode 12 ended weirdly with the title card of all of a sudden of finding out that kelly had been in court about abuse with mm -hmm. this ex-boyfriend mm -hmm. and it came out of nowhere so when he goes over to kelly then they start talking about the court stuff because like i don't remember that i don't remember this coming out at all um and all of it did happen post-season. Like, they finished like, filming, and then yeah. it happened. Um, and she goes on, like, I think this is when she goes into, like, a long-winded story about oh, yeah. everything. Well, it's also yeah, interesting. Into, like, that whole story about, like, also her childhood and, like, really just, it's a therapy session. But, but Andy throws to it by being, like, it's like a reverse Chris Brown Rihanna. And I was just, like, cringe city, Andy. What the F? Like, yeah, could never be allowed to say that today. That no. would have been fun. But yeah, a lot of things that were said, I'm like, you could not, you're not saying that anymore. <laughs> but it's also like, but Kelly's whole thing is that it didn't happen. And I'm like, I thought we all agreed that the Chris Brown Rihanna thing did happen. <laughs> like, I, I, I just. Oh, yeah, Andy used the legitimate thing that happened to describe Kelly's. And she basically I... claims that he was like a stalker. And, yes. And she yeah, says, no, everyone who knows me knows I wouldn't hurt anyone unless I had to, which I was just yeah. like, well, did you have to? Can you explain? <laughs> like, show your what work. I made note of, too. I'm like, so did you have to? And then they panned to, like, the other women when she said that, too. And they were like, did you? <laughs> yeah. So what would you do? <laughs> it was nice that all of the women... I felt like were the audience responding to Kelly because they were just like, wait, what? <laughs> with well, everything. Well, it just looks uncomfortable. Yes. Well, because you know they're not friends with her, so this is probably the first time they're seeing her in person since all of these allegations came yeah. out. So it's the first time they're, they're hearing it. I think I also accidentally skipped over the fact that um, Luann and the Count yes. have been, it was announced that they were separating and that right. they might be dating an Ethiopian princess. Yes. Um, oh my god and then he broke up with her on email yes that's so fucked up that was messed yep. up after 15 but years but then she's like we're best friends and Andy yeah. goes would your best 15. friend break up with you via email her story she flip-flopped the way she was like making it sound and then Andy asked a question she's like no it's we're fine and I'm like yeah. are you sure classic count that's yeah. that's how i felt yes. in that moment well and i feel like it's it's a theme throughout the entire reunion is everyone being like luann you keep acting like everything's fine and everything's not fine and she's like no i don't yes i do <laughs> like it's yeah. very like it's very right. half the time she was like poised and then like half the time she was like it felt like she was painting herself as like a victim yes and just like we gotta pick what like you're like a steak. And I liked that Look Bethany, that. of course, had a dig where she was like, she should, the Ethiopian princess who cheated on the count with her should be like, she should have a book, princess with no principles. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, Bethany. 
Yeah, that's the marketing. <laughs> yeah, I think the Count is remarried. And we've even done some research on him. He has like many children that are never mentioned. Like Lou is a stepmother to, I think like two or three other kids of his from oh, wow. another marriage before Lou. Oh. And I think he got remarried. It's weird. There is like minimal information about him on the internet. Very you cannot find that much about him. Now I want to go find out more. Yeah. <laughs> <If> you find <laughs> Anyone you go find info. I think it could be Charlie, honestly. <laughs> I believe it. I it's believe research. It. <laughs> um, and then to go back to Kelly, they get into this whole owl design that she stole to create a jewelry line. Yeah. Because that's another thing that's going like so much drama Everyone has around a Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that she's saying, who knew i guess she brought up like three times how her dad is a lawyer and she was like yeah. my father said you would never do this um and that they don't have a verbal agreement um and yeah. I, do you like i didn't even understand like it's an owl how do you kind of steal an owl like an owl is an owl it's an animal literally nothing makes sense that she says nothing <laughs> they look like the necklaces that i bought at forever 21 when i was in college like oh my god long those owl necklaces. Was i had that for sure <laughs> Those were in with like the big belts and then the scarves and then, oh yeah yeah huge. So I'm like, what did she steal? Everyone was selling, like owls were very big at the time. But the my favorite Kellyism line from this is, the grass isn't always greener. It doesn't matter how much fertilizer you have. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? quote album is she using pause and rewind that and be like okay you that okay i'm i'm excited i heard that kelly is coming back for legacy and i'm just excited so that we could get more of these just like unhinged kellyisms yep. and just yeah we need her back for that i'm so <laughs> curious of where she is and if she no. is still the same because somehow she's like a successful real estate person now Oh, her real estate listings are hilarious because all of them have photos of her. Like, they're like, all, like, she's model She's somehow photos. selling things, so I maybe mean, she's pulled it together. I don't know. It would be it would be very interesting. Yeah, it'll be nice to check in with her and see how she's doing. Yeah, I have lots of thoughts on the uh, legacy, Roni, and how I think that should work. But we don't have to get into it. We can, <laughs> we can get into that next time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Basically, I just feel like if they're gonna put these people together who you know are not friends i need there to be a fourth wall breaking i need it to be like uh -huh. ultimate girls trip like i can't have them be like i just called to get my friends together when like oh. you know these women have not yeah been. yeah i heard that there's gonna be like 10 episodes and it's gonna be like very like kind of like ultimate girls trip yeah if like it's that. like that it will work if it's not like yeah. that then i think it has no sh like it will be super no fake and you know yeah, we, we know y'all know Right. Um, we also the girls trip works. It would never work if they were like, I called my friends and we decided to spend a week at Bluestone Manor. Like that, that would never like make sense. <laughs> yeah. We also find out that Alex has been working at Victoria's Secret this whole season, but she got laid off because of the economy and she's going into consulting. Wow. I, <laughs> I wonder, is it because of that or was it because of the show? I think it's because of the show. I, I think so, too. I think there were layoffs, but I think that she was probably an easy one to cut because of the show. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, that I commend her for having a full-time, like, normal job. Like, so few have ever come on the show, I feel like, with that. And she says that yeah. she was working 50 hours a week, and she had two small kids. That's a lot. And filming the show. Yeah. Alex was a real character. She really she was. Really is something. I have come to love her. I'm an Alice apologist now. Which <laughs> I never was. I I see her through a totally different light. I think her and Simon, though, have major ick. Also, can be commended yes, for being major. like the longest lasting couple, and are still like in love. And their kids are like 20 years old now. And she was just Devin. a hipster in Brooklyn. You know, that's all they really were. Yeah. That's no, true. They're interesting. It's <laughs> a good lens. That's a good lens to look through. Because back then, I'm like, I am a little, like, I don't get it. I'm No, I did not get them at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she definitely freaked me out. But now yeah. I'm like, 
you're just like a mom to two young boys trying to survive and you're you know they made fun of brooklyn and now i'm like bitch you owned property in cobble hill yeah. in 2007 that's just, oh my god like you're just ahead of the time very ahead of the times <laughs> um we also find out that ramona had no news about her and she was like because i've been in a lab creating skincare yeah honestly shocking no ramona headlines you know for her to be the only one that there had been like no gossip about um and then we have our first fight of the reunion of her and jill debating how long she's been working on the skincare line for which i definitely believe jill that ramona does not know time and she has not been working on it for a year and a half no not at all But I mean, I love uh, how she keeps acting like she's like there with beakers and scientists, like trying to get like the perfect skin formula. Like, that no, if someone developed a skincare line and then said, "Hey, Ramona, do you want to put your name on it? I'd love to work." Of course, with you. yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe they she... sent her samples. Yeah. Right. What does she know about skincare? She has no knowledge of like the intricacies of it whatsoever. Yes. And then I think. Um, Andy asked Ramona, like, how she deals, what, is this when he asked her, like, how she deals with, like, conflict and, like, not always getting involved? It's basically when she goes into, again, oh, her childhood, her childhood, yes. and it is, like, I cannot believe we had to, I never realized how 14 seasons we, like, watched her weaponize her childhood, and I find it amazing that she can pinpoint these issues but i don't think she ever sought therapy to then get better with these things no definitely i was not. wondering that too I'm like where did how did we unpack this are you where how did you get to this route are you working on this with yeah i don't think that was ever i think it was just like i know i grew up in a really unhealthy household where i watched my mother be abused but i have never sought therapy or trauma counseling for it but i use it and weaponize it as my excuse for yeah, exactly i'm gonna let you know yeah Um, it's often a recurring theme on so many bravo shows like i've never seen so many people discuss things from their childhood as a reason even like on winter house this season yes yes goes into like a whole i'm like what how do you how are you connecting these things (laughs) to this moment of why you did this no, there's a lot of times that I just want to send everyone a therapist as like a present. It's like, here you go, guys. Like, here. It'll help. <laughs> Trust me. And the, the way that we get into Ramona's trauma is because Andy asks a viewer question that was emailed in because apparently social media wasn't a thing. Right. Uh, yeah. And it was, Ramona, you're so two-faced because you're friends with Kelly and Bethany. What that had to do with her parents was beyond. <laughs> No, no, no idea. She's like, let me, let me twist this, and maybe you'll feel sorry for me instead. Yeah. <laughs> the also, Jill... I don't really think it's two-faced if, if, that she was friends with both of them. But Jill's just like, good answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, are we fucking on Family Feud? What was that? Yes. <laughs> is, that family. is that when Ramona, when did Ramona steal Andy's card? She had some, a lot of unhinged moments. I don't yeah, she like, took the card out of his hand. I yeah, she snatched the card. She kept standing yeah. up in the middle, and she also was doing the crazy eye thing. Yes, uh-huh. but don't you dare call her crazy eye. Man, she loses mm-hmm. it on Lou later. I wonder if she listens. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they confront Ramona again about uh, the age difference of uh, the count in front of her kid. And mm-hmm. that, that just, like... Lou just keeps being like, at the American Cancer Society. It happened at the American Cancer Society. It was just like the the audacity of the location and where. Yeah. Like, how dare you? But then but Ramona keeps saying that it wasn't like, a problem. But she's like, well, then why did you send me an apology bottle of champagne? <laughs> she, I guess she felt bad that she, her, she wasn't a classic Ramona. She wasn't apologetic for what she said, but she felt bad she made someone upset yep which is the champagne was the casserole yeah the champagne <laughs> was the casserole exactly, exactly exactly and really just like they just were zinging each other like they both were rude to each other i mean ramona to go a little lower but it also wasn't completely unfactual of their age difference so it, w- it was interesting then another viewer question someone asked if jill is re- feels responsible for the economy crashing <laughs> No, I what feel a like question. 
I feel like maybe because this was the beginning of the internet, it seems, and social media, mm-hmm. that they really were desperate for the questions because that question has literally nothing to do with anything. No, like, and how is she? She's not like the one who gave out like the mortgages for the housing market crash. Like she just no. owns a fabric store in New York City. But her <laughs> answer is so amazing. If you make me feel bad about shopping, the the economy would really be ruins. <laughs> if Jill Zarin doesn't shop. The economy is over. <laughs> like, it's just like, this is, you got something for everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I forgot, like, of that time, like, what the economy was like, because it was brought up a decent amount right. throughout the season yeah. with selling the tickets and the charity event and all of this. Um, we Sue and I love the episode where Jill got interviewed by a guy from BBC um, oh, about yes. her money and spending and questions that I asked of her um so definitely was a topic throughout kind of the whole season but obviously that's you know when people always say like I feel like now they're like oh we don't want politics or this and that and housewives I'm like it's always been there though it's a reality show they talk about what's going on in the world just now it's more like who's going to jail that's more of the story (laughs) (laughs) that's that's for sure then we um, get another amazing question. Yep. <laughs> Luann, you get the who gives a shit about your title award. <laughs> she really cares. It's she, really important to her. I know, it's for charity. Lou says she doesn't take herself seriously, and they pan to Ramona's face, who just was like, bitch, <laughs> you out of order. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That one. And then the next email was from fans saying they felt like they were all shilling their products all season, which I thought was interesting because we talked a bit throughout this season about how there there was a whole episode dedicated to literally all of their businesses and products. And I was like, that would never happen today. So it's interesting that even at the time, the fan reaction was like, don't do this. Leave us alone. It does feel like that because nowadays everyone has a tequila. Everyone... Like on Beverly Hills, Doreen has her bathing suit and then wedding thing, and then everyone's got a tequila or a wine or a lip kit. So every it's all about plugging something now because they yeah. all have side hustles. We've now just figured out how to like integrate it in a more natural way mm-hmm. instead of being so just right. salesy in your face back then. But like, they were like, we all have products. Leave right. us alone. They didn't yeah. care. And as <laughs> Bethany next- said. She, I think she said, she goes, I have no husband, no boyfriend, no kids. Right. I have no friends. All I have is my business. So I don't know what else you want me to film about. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just going to continue because I think next season we get Sonia's toaster, right? Oh. Microwave toaster. Yes. <laughs> yeah, three or four, it's going it's right. to pop so up Right, so like it sure. just continues. We're just going to keep going with these businesses. I don't mind the business stuff. That's actually literally where the name of my Instagram came from because (laughs) I was obsessed with the brands of Bravo Lebs. And that was like the first stuff I started posting about was like, where, where is it now? Cause I love, there's so many things that we see and like where they start from and then never become anything or die out real quick. Like you brought up Beverly beach. Yeah. Their Instagram just posted for the first time in two years for like seventy five percent off sale. I saw that Doreen was doing photos for like she wore like Doreen just posted photos in like an orange thing, and I was just like, oh, okay, we're back. Welcome. Just back. a quick two year hiatus of a business yeah. that we're not going to discuss. Like, but did what? she use Facetune when she posted? Yes, probably because I might have thought it was Kyle. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were Kyle. Oh. Um, so good. <laughs> We then get Alex's package, um, where at the end of it, Jill was like, they were having sex at the charity event. (laughs) Speaking of her and Simon, which I was just like, oh my God. The fact that that was human. Yes. I I just love that. They talk a little too about her book that's coming out, which has the longest title in the history of books. But I appreciate the explanation of it because Sue and I both thought it was a parenting like how-to book. But it's more just the experience of parenting and like things they've done, and so I, I like that. I'm like maybe maybe the book has some validity to it, right? And maybe she'll maybe she's come out with a part two now since the kids are all grown up and like more she knows more about parenting. Yeah, 
Um, and then Ramona asked her, she's like, I don't want to offend you, but do you ever discipline your children? <laughs> <laughs> I also liked when Luann asked her, do you have a lot of girlfriends? Like, yeah, that That's... was another one that was just yeah. Like, Okay, let's shade. We're shady. Yep, yep. And then I think they get a little into the drama, even though it wasn't much drama on the show, why Ramona didn't go to Alex's, um, what was it, yes. her housewarming party. And Ramona's explanation was just so, <laughs> I don't want to eat dinner in New York. I eat dinner at 8 p.m. I don't yeah. want to eat dinner in Brooklyn. Oh, sorry, that was the best part because like Jill's like what do you think you're in Ohio like there's food in Brooklyn and I was like, like what well, happened to Ohio where there's no food <laughs> yeah we're not gonna see that on the new Roni they're gonna eat in Brooklyn yeah yeah, yeah. but I just thought it was so funny and then I, there was food at the party so yes. I don't know what you have to have a specific dinner every night at 8 p.m <laughs> yeah and in Roni's mind she's like this is valid and I am I am okay to say this and it's normal. Of like, course. No. <laughs> no. I love when she comes up with her like weird Ramona isms of yeah. just like excuses for things and she so yeah. believes them to be the truth and you just can't get her to like actually admit what the reason behind anything is. Exactly. Someone, someone should make a Ramona excuse like generator of like why you oh can't do God. things of all the excuses she's ever made because her excuses are always like next level. <laughs> like, that is genius, honestly. Right? I'm picturing genius. like I a watch what happens while like that. spinning wheel. Yeah. She yeah. just spins <laughs> in her brain for what her excuse of the day is going to be. Then no, we get definitely use that. <laughs> I did feel like, did you guys feel like um, Ramona and Bethany seemed to be in a good place in this episode? Because Bethany kind of defended her a few times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like for now they're in a good place, but like. <laughs> yeah, this episode specifically. <laughs> right. <laughs> this moment, this day and time, I felt like there was a few times that Bethany kind of like stood up for yeah. Ramona in a sense, or kind of like backdrop just like a tiny bit. Which was nice of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does not happen often. That's no. That's for sure. We then get into Simon's freak out and Ramona. Oh like Alex is very calm about it. She's like, I understand. I wasn't worried. And then Ramona's just like, I'm really worried. Is he abusing you? <laughs> like it was just uh, so that's what and Bethany's like, and then is it Lou yep. who goes, "Yeah, she's just going to admit right now that he beats the crap out of her," or was it Bethany? One it was of, of course Bethany. 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 Yeah. Probably Bethany. One of the, yeah, she was like, "Is she just can now tell the whole world on television that he's abusive?" And it was just like, "Okay, we got to mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Simon's abusive. You know, yeah. I, I often oh. think a lot of the times, like, um, married couple fights tend to be super blown up on the show where you mm -hmm. see like one fight and you're just like oh my god they have the worst relationship and I always think I'm like oh if you saw our worst fight and then that's all you saw like me and my husband you would probably think like this but it's like such a condensed thing of like you know months and months maybe nothing and then like one blow up and then it's like oh my god he's abusive and it just you yeah. know I feel bad that that happens because I don't after think like the beginning moments of like when Andy was asking Kelly all those questions I forgot about Kelly <laughs> she didn't say anything. Yeah. She was disappeared. Yeah. yeah, she was in the back seat for a long time on on part one. Yeah, yeah. in part two, it she also was... happens with Alex, where yes. Alex literally says nothing. I'm like, oh, I you're agree. here. Yeah, I yeah. thought Kelly got up and walked out like in the middle of part one because like she, I forgot <laughs> yeah. that she was on the couch. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely, definitely could have. Um, she does giggle then, during Bethany's package, which I noted because I thought that was really interesting seeing as she hates her, supposedly, but she, like, thought she was funny at a moment, but I was just like, oh, yeah. okay. And Bethany, they did keep showing Kelly and Bethany's reactions, like, to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and before we get, they have their little fight at the end, but Alex kind of lays into Bethany a tiny bit about saying, like, you said nasty things about me in your confessionals and I wish you just said it to my face. And I was kind of glad Bethany like owned up to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was like, yeah, well, I kind of did do that. <laughs> yeah. It was, was great that, that Alex, Alex actually confronted to someone too. Like, I feel like Alex is not somebody who's known for her confrontational prowess. <laughs> you know. Oh. And we see that in season three. <laughs> oh yeah. I cannot wait. 
Well, and I definitely, you know, Bethany is certainly someone I would be scared to confront. Like For she sure. is crazy yeah. when it comes to fighting. Like she has, you know, she's very. She, I would feel very on my toes when she goes to for the jugular. Her. She's she's real yeah. vicious when she fights. And Andy refers to her as the Greek chorus. And I wanted to ask you guys. I don't know if you guys listen to Carlos King's podcast, but he talks a lot about how there always needs to be a force multiplier of the housewives, like a housewife that really like spins the action and is somebody who like makes the group better. Basically, is the idea behind that and like. He thinks of Bethany as that, but, like, the Greek chorus is kind of different. The Greek chorus is, like, what us as an audience is thinking. So I was wondering what you guys feel like Bethany's role is, if it's one of those or if it's something completely different. I think I think it changes mm-hmm. constantly because towards the end of Bethany on Roni, I think we definitely saw her more as like the Lisa Rinner, Rina, R- Lisa Rinna shit stir of it mm-hmm. all, um, and less of like the Greek chorus. Mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion. I yeah, I think back then she was kind of just very just owning herself and being like, I'm not taking any shit from anyone, but I'm not, go- and I'm not going to let anyone kind of get away with the nonsense Mm -hmm. so i feel like she's she's coming waves in a in a in a way i have moments where i love bethany and when i can't stand her like i'm constantly flipping with her because i love how she owns shit and i love how she owns when she when she acknowledges when she does something wrong i'm like that like good for you but then sometimes i'm just like can you just stop you're annoying I loved Bethany so, so much, though, back then. Oh, yeah. Yes. Back then, she was gold. She was on it. Yeah. She's just, from episode one, season one, she's just the the fun of the show, the humor, the narrator. Like, I can't even imagine if the show didn't have her. Yeah. Never been as successful. We also really saw her through all stages of life, kind of, Mm because we saw her really go from, like, single to like dating to getting married to having to having a kid and then getting one of them forget which way um but we really saw and then get divorced like we really saw every stage of bethany and we don't usually see that with all the housewives like she really started effect right yes like even when teresa is the worst there's still something that holds me on to her a tiny bit that it's because it's like you've seen literally from birth of a child yeah through court through jail their husband in jail their parents dying through divorce to remarry like it's yeah. been an insane journey so it's like when you see that side of someone like we went on a journey with bethany yeah. and we were all rooting for her to teresa though i feel like bethany would also say it went from being something fun to being a job i feel like yeah. Like, while Bethany is very career-focused, and I do think that she went on Roni 100% to, like, become bigger, I do think mm-hmm. that she thought it was fun, and then it really became work work for her, yeah. and she, like, went to work. Um, Bethany pokes fun at her package, of course, and at the end of it, Andy has to ask her, do you have it all? And she's like... Then Lou's like, if you put down the Blackberry, you will. Which I was like, I take offense. I resemble that <laughs> remark. I never had a Blackberry, but I'm very in my phone. <laughs> I just hate yeah. that they say, do you have it all? I wish they would phrase it as like, do you have all that you want? Because mm-hmm. it's like very, because to some people, they might like, like it's making the statement like for a woman, it's like, do you have it all? You must have your husband, your child your Mm -hmm. career but it's like no that's specifically bethany wants all of those things not everyone does and i have a big problem because i brought it up a lot like they say she says it all the time and i feel like that's a trope on women all the time Mm -hmm. of like you know that oh because she has this career she can't have these other things totally i don't want to date her and i just i get i get my feminist flag comes out and i get real i get real (laughs) pissed about it when they keep bringing it up (laughs) no i agree i mean if she was a ceo they'd be like yeah, of course he's married with a kid. Like, why wouldn't yeah. he be? And it just, it annoys me. Um, but we get into, the episode kind of rounds out with Kelly and Bethany mm-hmm. and their whole fight. 
And Kelly says such a nasty thing about Bethany that she shouldn't cry about men because she's hot. And how could she cry about men? And Mm -hmm. they were all just like, what the fuck is Kelly talking about? I hated that so much. Yeah. No, that was... That was no. just lack of no. humanity on Kelly's part. I, yeah, I wonder, though, because Kelly is so hot, do you think that's things that people continually have said to her? Like, you're too hot, you'll find another man. Like, listen, that might cry her, them. Kelly might have just, like, been repeating what people have said to her, like you just said, or it might have just been, like, her trauma showing of that being her past of not being able to, like, stay married. And, yeah, it might, yeah. Yeah, I think even they asked her, they're like, did you not cry when you got divorced? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, Don't you're cry? allowed to cry. And Bethany's emotional side and that she has the ability to be emotional is actually a thing that I like about her mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is so stoic and harsh, but she does have these moments of like true vulnerability. And that's something that I've yeah. always liked about her. So I'm like, the audience want to see that vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. It we wasn't don't see just the, yeah. It wasn't very wool of Kelly because we also find yeah. out that Kelly is the ambassador to wool. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. I don't know if you guys watched Thirty Rock, but that was like a whole storyline for the character of Jenna once, and it just cracked me up because I was just like, "Oh my god, the wool ambassador!" <laughs> like I don't even know. And Bethany goes into uh, Kelly saying she's not a girl's girl, mm-hmm. and Kelly says she only has like three close friends. Yeah. And, and the main thing is just it's so clear Kelly doesn't let anyone in. Like when they're yeah. discussing about her at parties and that she just we, we always she's like a she flits around. It's like the word and she just like says hi to people and that's that's it. There's it's all it's all surface with her. Look, I don't think Kelly has self-awareness at all. And when no, you've got someone like Bethany like who is no. hyper self-aware, I think Bethany really really knows herself. And then you've got someone like Kelly who is just pretty and flighty and doesn't really think a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were never going to get along. No. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not. And I think, is there a fight about something that was written in the blogs? Yes. Like the, their personal blogs that they used to write? Because I don't know about you guys, but I yeah. read those religiously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At my first job, I was an executive assistant. I would have time to kill, and I would go on Perez Hilton, and I would read the Bravo blogs every day. I don't think I missed a Bravo blog, and I wish they brought those back. Those were the days. They should they used bring to cause a back. lot of drama. Like yeah. they would. There were so many fights because that, that was, was like the social media of yep. the day. Yeah, and yeah. you like where the fights came from. Yeah, You're like okay, they're gonna write about this in the blogs, so we'll have to wait yes. and see. Bye. Oh my god! Because I know I remember. I think it was Jersey had like a lot of fights about what was written in the blogs. Oh yeah, well there was the whole thing about (laughs) Teresa whether or not she wrote her blog, and then uh, Caroline's daughter says a word that she used, and she's like, "Do you even know what this word fucking means?" (laughs) And she's just like, "I knew there was something like that." Nope. Uh, But yeah, they're just like they're screaming so much at the end of the episode. Yes. And my literal note that I wrote is. So much screaming. This is the kind of fighting I miss. Because <laughs> it's so pointless. Like, what they're screaming about is so pointless. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter. And that's why it's enjoyable to watch. Because it's not like we're screaming about who's going to jail for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Or who backstabbed or whose husband cheated. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, like, the dumbest shit. It's like, I'm screaming because you ignored me at a party two years ago. And you only <laughs> talked to my boyfriend and my friend, that Jenny Hilfiger. And that's why we love, I know, for at least myself, that's why I love watching The Housewives, because, like, they're fighting about things that I would never fight about in real Mm -hmm. life. And I'm like, okay, so I can escape now. And just after I watch, I'm like, I love my life. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I always say how, like, they're so irrational, and I'm too rational, and that's why I would be a horrible housewife. Like, all of the ways that they have these instant reactions to things, and, like, I don't know what happens in their brain. Their brain gets jumbled and then they have to like immediately react as like the opposite of how I am. But that's why I've always loved it. Like they're fighting yeah. the dumbest, dumbest things. And I just, I really miss that. Yeah, I think I we all do. I know. Yeah. I feel like it was part of the like, uh, the je ne sais quoi of like what made <laughs> housewives in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. of just yes. these petty, petty, stupid 
insular fights that was like just happening between them. And yeah, I just really enjoyed them screaming at each other. It was a nice way to end episode um, part one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what did did you guys think? Have you rewatched New York? Was this your first time like going back and watching like the reunion? Yeah, this was my first time going back. And now I just want to get on the kick of rewatching all of the oldies because I'm like, this mm-hmm. is this is where it's at. This is mm-hmm. what started the love. I need to revisit yes. nostalgia. You know, it's what? a comfort place, I think. It's it's very yeah. much a comfort place for me. And a few months ago I went back and I rewatched like all of the scary island stuff oh, and just my favorite. I love Sonia. <laughs> so I went back just to like watch Sonia just enter the show with like mm-hmm. her house and just yeah. So yeah, there's something about the old seasons that just like they get me. You yeah. know yeah. what? Rewatch this, this really re-watch. slaps. I will say if you like obviously we love rewatching Roni, but Rewatching first season of Vanderpump Rules, if you really yes. need something cool. right now, like if you're like, the holiday season's got me and I need something comforting, man, that first season, whew, what a ride. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm into that for sure. They were so just young and like young, younger than they are now. I think Jax was like 30. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, baby. <laughs> which is like us now but fine um <laughs> but there was something about it you're right that okay you know what that's what I'm doing this week. no that is a good that's a good rewatch <laughs> I love just the production too like yeah. quality back then it's just like yes low budget and that is just off their shitty apartments all. nothing yeah. nothing matched them living in those crappy oh, apartments and Kristen she was <sighs> just a mess Amazing. But um, yeah, wow. Okay, thank you. I know Vanderpump was always actually like my number one show, and I'm excited for it to to come back. Yes. I have I have yeah, hopes for this season. Um, but yeah, reunion part one. It was great. I thoroughly awesome. enjoyed it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, this was fun. I, uh, we got to do more of these. I know. Yes, thank you, thank so, you much so much for joining, joining us. <laughs> Thank you um, for, having for having us. Yeah. <laughs> we Anything, need to do this again. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about with Facetune or where to follow you, all of that? You can follow us at, at Facetune. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are on TikTok too. Account. I know you're on TikTok as well <laughs> yes. as Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Those are our main channels. And yeah, no, I just like being shady. <laughs> <laughs> And it shows on your social. It's absolutely amazing. So yes, you guys keep up the good love. work, uh, the God's work Thanks. of calling out the face tune of it all. Spreading the good word of face tune. <laughs> Sue and I both are backgrounds. Like my bachelor's is in marketing. I don't work in that at all anymore, but I just like love your guys' stuff so much. So Thank it, you. it makes me so happy. Yeah. And we'll be back next week for part two of the reunion. Yes. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'd like to sign off with a special bye. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.